Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Achieve Your Best. My name is Ellie Nieves and I'm a life and leadership coach. I'm also the founder and president of Leadership Strategies for Women, a consulting firm that helps women to develop the confidence and leadership skills that they need to achieve their best in every area of their lives. To learn more about me and my coaching programs, you can check out my website at www.leadershipstrategiesforwomen.com. Welcome to our show today, and the topic of our program today is Live a High-Performing Life. Our guest is Tanja Ward, and Tanja is the owner and co-founder of Fititudes, LLC. Tanja is a certified fitness professional, holistic health counselor, and she's also the health editor for Houston Style Magazine. She graduated from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is currently affiliated with SUNY College, New York. Uh, she's certified by the American Association of Drugless Practitioners and Columbia University. She holds additional certifications as a personal trainer and a Pilates yoga instructor. Uh, Tanja holds a bachelor's degree from Spelman College and a law degree from the University of Miami School of Law. And she's licensed to practice law in New York. And prior to founding her company, uh, Fititudes, Tanja held various law and sports marketing positions and served as an instructor with the Be Fit Youth Program at Memorial Hermann HBU Wellness Center in Houston, where she lives with her husband, Charlie, and their two children. And she continues her work as a personal trainer, and she currently serves on the advisory board for the Center for Research on Minority Health at MD Anderson Cancer Center. Tanja, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. Great to have you. So, Tanja, I want to talk to you about three different topics, so I hope that 30 minutes is going to be enough for our discussion. Okay, sounds good. The first thing I want to talk to you is about your background. Then I want to talk to you about uh, your life as a businesswoman with a family and how you handle work-life balance. And then lastly, I want to talk to you about your work as a nutritionist and about your company, Fititudes. Okay. Let's start talking about you. And I mentioned in your bio that you're an attorney, and now you're a health and wellness expert. Can you tell me how you made that transition and what inspired you to make that change? Well, the whole wellness uh, bit um, about taking, taking care of yourself and nutrition and physical fitness has always been a passion of mine since I was a teenager. And um, I just developed an interest in it in just watching how those types of things made a difference with my grandmother, who was a stroke survivor and had a remarkable recovery simply because she followed doctor's orders, ate right, increased her physical activity, and really stuck to the program. And that was just so fascinating to me. So I just took a very strong interest in it and always just read books. And then later my father was diagnosed with diabetes, and we were able to used that same simple concept and really help his health. And so it was just a passion of mine to just read and study. But then in the back of my mind, I was like, well, maybe I want to be a lawyer because, you know, to me at that time, it didn't seem like a career that was prestigious enough to say, oh, you know, I wanted to be the L.A. law lawyer because that was popular on TV when I was younger. Right. And, uh, you know, so it was, you know, going to law school, and I was still always known as the health nut when I was in law school, and whenever we had study parties and I prepared food, people always were afraid that it was going to be tree twigs and barley, 
and um, I would get teased about that a lot and um, making every sh- making sure everyone had their gym memberships or went to the gym, and it was just always a part of me, but never as a career. And um, God has a funny way of bringing you around to the passion and the, the calling that he has for you by circumstances in my case. And what happened was I, I started my practice in New York and was working at a, a civil litigation firm. And from there I branched off to do sports representation and um, also sports marketing, event planning, and that sort of thing. And um, it it was, you know, it was a fun job, but it just wasn't my passion. And I still, in all the offices that I worked at, was just known as the health nut and the person everyone would come to, you know, to get information or advice and find out the latest books to read and that sort of thing. And I would always share it, but never was working in it. And um, my company, we were able to sell to a larger company because we developed a web-based program and uh, we sold to the larger company and started working with them, and then the company ended up going bankrupt after the death of the principal uh, owner of the company. And, um, you know, it was pretty devastating at the time, but, you know, hindsight it shows that it was my blessing, it was my way out, because at the time I just had my first son, and my husband was traveling quite a bit with his job. He's, he was playing for the Knicks at the time. Mm-hmm. and on the road quite a bit. So it was a good idea for me to be home at the time. So losing my job because of the bankruptcy gave me an opportunity to be home with my son, and we ended up also having a second child and moving to Houston, Texas. And during that time, it was a decision on do I go back to law or is this my opportunity to make that change? And I took it. I found the Institute for Integrative Nutrition's program, fell in love with the school after orientation, signed up, and it was the beginning of the new uh, me, the new career, the me actually getting trained to do what I was called to do and loving every minute of it. That's great. And what advice would you give to a lot of our listeners out there who are also uh, – having this gnawing voice in their head that keeps telling them that they would rather be doing something else, that they also have passions that they've had for years since they were very young or passions that they've developed throughout the years, but they're too comfortable where they are and they're afraid to make that plunge. Do you have any advice for them? What seemed to work for me was looking for an educational opportunity. So many schools have like continuing education classes where you can actually go and try and just try your hand at it, and I think that that's one of the things is that you don't know unless you try it, and you have an opportunity, you know, not being afraid to fail and decide like, okay, well, maybe this didn't work, and I, if we're, you know, get out of our comfort zone and really go and try it and say, well, let's give it a try. If it works, then maybe I need to take more steps in that direction, and if it doesn't, then it means I did try, and it won't be a failure for a lack of trying, so... I would advise giving it a try. Look for a continuing education course or some type of professional training program that would give you an opportunity to give it a try and see if it, if you really have the interest in it. If you aren't able to like step into it fully, it gives you that window of opportunity to check it out. And then also it starts your whole networking circle in the field that you are trying to get into so that if it is the step in the right direction, then you're already beginning to 
order your steps so that you can make the transition happen. And your story is so relevant to today because we have so many people who are losing their jobs, getting laid off due to the economic downturn. And a lot of people are finding themselves in a place where they're having to rethink what their next steps are. And I think that because we get so used to going to work, doing our regular nine-to-five routine, or we get used to a certain kind of industry that we're in and that's our comfort zone, uh, we think that we need to get right back in there. But this is really an opportunity for people to reinvent themselves and to really tap into those areas uh, that they're passionate about, just like you did. And I think that that's like such a timely story that you shared. Yeah, I, I totally agree, it, it, and it is getting out of the comfort zone. And then I think so, so many times we forget how talented or how smart or how gifted we actually are because we're pigeonholed into whatever it was we were doing, and we forget that there are other things that we're capable of doing. We underestimate ourselves. So it is a growth opportunity, you know, even though it's kind of devastating to have to lose your job, and I experienced that as well, so I can relate, but it's definitely a growth opportunity and an opportunity for change. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk to you about how you balance your current life because now you're a businesswoman, and as you mentioned, you're, um, you, know, you have a family at home. How do you balance both? How do you keep yourself uh, grounded at home and still are successful in your business? Well, it is a challenge indeed when you are in business for yourself. You wear so many hats, and so it's easy to get consumed. And so one of the main things that helps me is accountability. And fortunately, I'm not a solo practitioner. I have a business partner, and we do a really good job of holding each other accountable. And she, like I, is also a former attorney, and she's the mother of two children. And so we have very similar lives. We have parallel lives, so to speak. And so it helps us kind of keep each other balanced in working working our deadlines and, and keeping being sensitive to knowing that at a certain time we need to cut off in order to be available to our families because that is something we wanted to take advantage of being business owners was being able to have that time with our children and work around their schedules as well so that we can do both and and strike that balance. And so one of the main things is is accountability. And then the next is just really holding to a schedule is one thing that works for me with the whole balance. And and that means for me scheduling in even some of the fun times, scheduling in family time, because if it's on the schedule, then it's going to be a priority and it's going to be balanced. And if I don't have it on the schedule, then my tendency would be to just keep working on the business And so I have to put it in, whether it's a rest time or a date night with my husband or going to a party with my kids or, you know, figuring out if it's something special that they want to do and um, taking guitar lessons with my son. So that's, you know, like a scheduled time. So for me, that's been like the best way to begin to balance the work life and to, you know, keep in mind that, you know, I have to have a life budget that, you know, I can't go over in any one area and expect to be successful without that balance because you go too far in one area, it's going to show the shortage in somewhere else. That's great. uh, And I'm going to be kicking off a, a relationship series starting next week because I truly believe that in order for you to be successful in life, it's not just about professional success, that you also need to, uh, have 
good relationships, good friendships, uh, successful marriage relationships, because if you have bad relationships or toxic relationships in your life, it influences you, it impacts how you think about yourself, how you feel, and ultimately it starts to reflect on how you perform in life and in your business. So how important is it for you to maintain a good relationship with your children and your husband? How important is that to your business? Well, it's very important because you, it's hard to, to fake that kind of thing. And if, if you have one thing that's going wrong in your life, it's going to reflect in other areas of your life. And especially in my business, if I'm teaching wellness and, and encouraging wellness with people, and I'm looking at it from a holistic point of view, if, if my family life or relationship life is not going well, it's going to reflect in, in every other aspect of what I'm doing. I won't be as productive because I either have to deal with some unforgiveness or some impatience that I've done uh, or things that I have not done right within the relationship, and it's not going to help me to be as productive. My conscience won't work right, and I won't be as efficient and you know, it, it's it's just hard to function when things are going sour in that way. And life is cyclical. It, it is all one big circle and everything goes hand in hand and it affects one thing or another. And if you've got an imbalance here, it's going to show up um, at work, whether it's in your attitude and, you know, a slip with that. Uh, it, it certainly will show up. Now, let's talk about your business. Uh, before you launched into your business, what were some of the considerations that uh, you took? Just because, you know, like I said before, some of our listeners are probably in, in transitions right now and maybe starting their own business is an option. So what are some of the things you considered before you launched your own business? The first thing, of course, is the business plan. Um, and that was going through and really, you know, planning out the business in detail, what it is we're going to do, how we were going to earn income, who we're going to service, who's our target market, what were the products we were going to be able to offer, what are the price points, who, um, you know, just really going through all those details and doing the projections. And I'm very fortunate that my business partner, Diana, is a, a, a guru when it comes to Excel spreadsheets and we were able to get the help of a SCORE mentor, which I highly recommend if there's a SCORE uh, representative in your area. And it's uh, retired businessmen who have been CEOs or CFOs of large companies that volunteer their time to help work with small business um, people to set up their businesses. And so we've been working with him as we've developed our business plan and have begun to tweak it based on moving forward with it, but that's the before launching it, that was the first step and that was the first advice that he gave us as well was putting together that business plan and then for us having him review it and tweak it and really uh, be on top of us about making sure every all of our ducks were in a row. And then after that, it became it came down to honing it, once we honed in on the target market, really reaching out and networking, trying to network with other providers that could be sources of business or just networking and trying to let get the word out about what we were doing and sharing the uh, information with uh, with people. But, you know, the first step is the business plan. Absolutely. Great advice. And tell me about your business. What What is Fittitudes? Fittitudes is a Christian wellness company, 
and our name has significance. The FIT stands for Families and Friends Feeling Inspired Together, and the ATTITUDE stands for the attitude that it takes to make changes if you want to lead a high-performance lifestyle, which is what we call it when you are living in balance and are looking at wellness from a holistic point of view. And so there are 10 fititudes that are part of our philosophy, and they are modeled after the Beatitudes um, in the way that they're worded. Uh, But there are 10 principles that we believe go hand-in-hand in in helping you to find the balance so that you can lead a healthy life. Um, The first one is absolute trust in God. The second one is positive thinking. The third is devotion to others. Um, The fourth is a life budget. The fifth is healthy food and proper hydration. Then there's respect for one's body, forgiveness, humility and gratitude, personal responsibility, and then perseverance and hard work. And we believe that all all of these working together is what creates the right balance for finding total wellness. And, you know, so it's not just about the food, it's not just about the hydration, it's not just about the exercise, but there's so many other things that go into our total well-being. And our goal as a company is to help um, Christians, non-Christians alike, but just people who are striving to lead a high-performance lifestyle um, and really live life to the full as as we can do according to the Bible. You know, God wants us to have life to the full, and one of the ways to do that is to follow these principles and and put them into practice. That's great. Um, And tell me, what kind of programs do you offer? We have um, a few different programs. Our shortest program is called a Jump Start Program, and it's three sessions where it's just for that, to jumpstart uh, yourself into some healthier behaviors and healthy habits. And basically we just try and get our clients to focus, if they're doing the jumpstart program, on one thing, what's the one big thing, and then really putting together some action steps to get going on that one thing and then building from there. Then we also have a Fittitudes Cleanse program, which is a six-week program that is a cleanse that's and the optimal time for doing cleanse is in the spring, and so we do run a teleclass where we do a spring cleanse program. And it's a holistic, it's not just about the greens and the berries, but it's, it is also a holistic cleansing as well to clean out your your life spiritually and emotionally and, and then also, you know, get started on some good exercise and some jump-starting some healthier eating habits. And we also have a 12-week program, which is the full Fittitudes program that uh, we do with um, small groups, and um, it goes. It's a program that goes through each of the ten fitudes with an orientation and then a closing class to really help you get going with the with the changes that you want to make. And um, we've been doing that through churches and through schools um, for faculty and that sort of thing um, to help them. And then we have a high performance athlete program which is still the same fititudes, but it's targeted to Christian athletes or um, athletes in general who are just looking for a way to make sure that their bodies are that are well taken care of and that they are doing it from a holistic point of view and not just looking at the carbs and the proteins, but really recognizing that in order to be on top of their game, they need to have complete balance in all areas of their lives. So those are our premier programs. 
Yeah, and I did the uh, spring cleanse uh, program last year, and it was probably uh, both challenging and encouraging all at the same time. And what I love about your program is the flexibility to choose uh, what program within your program you can select to start doing your cleanse. And I, I remember starting off initially with a particular program that would allow me to eat meat because I just love meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I realized that that particular program was a little too regimented for me. And then I went on to do uh, an all-vegetable and fruit fast, which turned out to be great because uh, I could eat as much of it as I wanted to, but I, I was just limited to that. Yeah, I mean, well, that's one of the goals is that we're all so different. And to say that one thing works for one person at this stage in their life is just not the case. And so having that flexibility and just empowering people with these options to know that there's several ways to take good care of yourself, not just one diet or not just one thing, is what we consider the empowering way of helping people have sustainable change. So it's not just something that they try this once, but it's something that they can begin to incorporate long term. Mm -hmm. And another component that I love about your program is that uh, you work in a group setting so that the people that are as a part of your group for that particular time uh, encourage one another. Yes, and that makes such a huge difference. There was actually a study that came out about three years ago um, on obesity through a network of friends. It was a 37-year study, and it said that um, those those people who were friends with someone who was overweight or obese were likely to become overweight or obese by 70% likelihood that it would happen. And it's because we're such relational beings, and we really do rely on each other, our friendships and our family, to do that. And so that's why with that whole fit concept, we can reverse the trend as well if we support each other and create this positive peer pressure and positive support and encouraging and spurring each other along. It's just, it's nothing new. It's just really biblical principles, putting it, just putting these biblical principles into practice so that we can encourage each other and be positive influences for each other to make the changes. And it's fun to, to, to have the company yeah, absolutely. And it was it was great to always hear the people on the call who were struggling with some of the same things I was struggling with. Like, okay, is this something I can eat? Is it not something I can eat? How many times a day can I eat it? You know, those kind right. of questions. And yeah, seems silly at the time, but when you start choosing what you're going to eat and you're not now you're being more mindful about it, especially when you're starting to shop for organic products. Uh, it was great to know that I wasn't the only one walking into the into the health food store thinking I was, you know, dumb or something. <laughs> and you know, I was they don't always really make imp- it so easy. Yeah, yeah. So that was great. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I really did. I really did. So, um, you know, we've we've all heard how health and wellness is crucial. And it's one of those things that we just need to keep hearing over and over and over again because sometimes we just we hear it, but we just don't get it. So can you tell me how health and wellness contribute to living a high-performing life? Yeah, it, it, the, one of the things, if you're, if you're not able to do what you're called to do because of a physical impediment or a health impediment, then you're not going to reach where you're supposed to be. You're not going to reach your potential. You're not going to have the energy. You're not going to have the focus. And all of that is related to your health and wellness. I mean, you get better focus. You get better energy. um, You get 
all the things that you need from maintaining this balance and and being well and and you know also in in today's economic times it's much 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 cheaper to stay healthy and um, be on a program of wellness than it is to be sick and have to be always going to the doctor for more pharmaceuticals or going into the hospital and things like that and so really keeping yourself well is going to help you with all the goals that you have both professionally, personally, and making yourself available to do the things that you're supposed to do, that you recall and put on the earth to do. And what are some of the prevalent challenges that you hear most from your clients who are starting to develop uh, a high-performing life? The biggest challenge is, is the change of habit because most of the way we live is habit. And um, so it's difficult if you are accustomed to drinking sodas every day and juice every morning and sodas the rest of the day or a coffee every day to start drinking water every day. And that's usually one of the first challenges we give people in our classes is to just switch to water as their beverage of choice. And it's challenging because it's really a habit, but it seems like after a few days in and a few days trying or maybe even weaning with dilution, of your beverage with water and that sort of thing, it it becomes easier and easier. And it's really not that it became easier, but it started forming into a habit. And so that that's the hardest thing. And and when once we recognize that a lot of what we're doing is out of habit, and that we are looking to create new habits, and we're with people who are doing the same thing, because the environment does make it difficult for us. I mean, we're not in an environment that promotes wellness and so that does make it a lot more challenging and um, outside of the habit I would say that that is the next most challenging thing is the environment but one of the benefits of being in a group situation is that as a group you can start changing the environment so for example with the school that I'm working with I'm working with some faculty and so since it's a group of faculty they can begin to influence the culture of the school and the way things are done in the faculty lounge because it's not just one person and they can begin to change the environment. So instead of someone bringing donuts for the faculty lounge, they may bring a fruit tray now and it makes the environment a lot easier to deal with. And so the biggest challenge is, you know, changing the habit and then changing the environment. And what's some advice that you can give to someone who is considering starting to change their lifestyle? I would say get some help. You know, um, it's 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 one thing to try and do it on your own, but I think you hit it on the head when you mentioned about being in the group format or having a buddy or just doing it together. And that's really our whole concept is, is you need to do it together. If you get a workout buddy and you both read the same book or if you go to a health counselor or a nutritionist or a personal trainer or, you know, somebody, a registered dietitian or somebody that can help hold you accountable and give you some help and give you some guidance along the way. That's one of the best first steps because you need a plan and um, a lot of times we need help with the plan and then we need accountability once we put the plan into place. And so I would think those are some of the best first steps is to get some help and get a plan. And when you have the help and the accountability, then that will help you when you start putting your plan into action. And Tanja, how could someone get a hold of you if they're interested in learning more about your programs and participating? Well, they could visit our website, which is 
fitatudes.com, and that's F-I-T-A-T-U-D-E-S, fitatudes.com, or you can email me at info at fitatudes.com, and we can get you signed up to our monthly newsletter that provides support, and it'll keep you up to date on all the programs that we have going on and soon-to-be products so that you can just do your own home study or your own group study that will be coming out later in the year, and you can just order the products and set up your own Fittitude group and get things going for your neighborhood or your community. And are you going to be offering a spring cleanse this year? We will be offering a spring cleanse, and so if you sign up on the website, you will get notice for the spring cleanse, which is in April, and it runs for six weeks. And uh, we hope that you can uh, join us for that. That's great. Thank you so much, Tanja. It's been great having you on the show, and you really provided our listeners with some great insight into living a high-performing life. And uh, Thank you. For our listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I invite you to join us next week as we kick off our three-part relationship success series uh, with Tony Ferguson, who is the Director of Marriage Builders at the Christian Faith Fellowship Family Church in Middletown, New York. And we're going to be discussing how to build a successful marriage. Uh, Again, I just want to remind you to uh, check out my website at www.leadershipstrategiesforwomen.com for the latest schedule of upcoming events and show topics. And while you're there, you can also sign up for my monthly newsletter, read my blog, or connect with me on Facebook. Thank you again for tuning in, and until next time, God bless. Bye-bye.